are in the study of the armor of God. If you go to Ephesians, Ephesians 6 is where we are. And we're going to stay in an area that's in, it's not a long passage. You can read that in three minutes and feel that you got it. I want to make sure that we do not do that today. I want to honor the Lord in his word and make sure that we understand. First of all, the armor of God is there against what? The devil's schemes. And when we think we know what it is he's scheming against us, he'll try a different avenue. If we come against him with the armor of God, he will try another opportune time. He will come back. And he is looking for, I believe, the element of surprise. I believe he wants to get us in a place that we are like, I don't understand. I am surprised. We cannot be surprised at his tactics. And what I want to do first is set a stage. Can I do that? And I want to set a stage of what they call the heavenly places. I've spoken about this before, but I do not want to continue until we have a full, full understanding of what that means. And Ephesians is one of the best books in Ephesians 6 to understand this. And so let's do that today. And again, I want to say that there is a kingdom of darkness and there is a kingdom of light. Now, yesterday, I think last week I did the opposite. So today I'm going to make you get a kingdom of darkness over here, sorry, and the kingdom of light over here. Woohoo! It's good to be over here. There is two kingdoms. And in both of those kingdoms, there has to be, to establish a kingdom, there has to be what? There has to be a king. There has to be rule of order. That means the kingdom of darkness has its own prince of darkness. He is a liar. So he is here, and he wants everyone to be with him. And he'll do everything he can what did I say? Kingdom of light. Oh, I'm sorry. Light. I got to go over here. Sorry. Let me do that. Okay. Let me come over here. <laughs> it was, it, I was all messed up. I was all messed up. Kingdom of darkness. <laughs> hello, hello there. <laughs> Had to call me over here. This is where I need to be, right? Uh, and so we know that in the kingdom of darkness, you represent no light. The light of, of, of God will expose all darkness, and we want to hide, and so what we're doing over here is secret, and what we want to do is bring surprise, and we want everyone in the kingdom of light to join us. We, we hate every single one that's in the light. What we want to do is take away, and it says in the Bible that we are lamps for lampstand. That means we have a position. God has put us, not only put light in us, he takes us and he puts us on a lampstand. He puts us in a, a place that we illuminate the room. And what's cool about this is, is he chooses us to do so. But here it is. And the word says, do not put on a lamp shade. That means we as people of light can actually dim our light. We can choose to do that. Which means we're on the lamp stand where we're supposed to be in that position. And God says, you can become light to expose darkness. You can illuminate this room. You can do it. Shine. Now you have a choice. You can shine or you can put a lamp stand or a lamp shade on. So we have a choice in the mind to do this. The kingdom of light stands firm, right? It's supposed to stand firm. It's supposed to represent God's light. And God is light of the world. There's no darkness in him. Let's go and we establish heavenly places is that area where both of those worlds, not collide, but it's, it's that bridge. It's, it's that area you're, that you're in with the angels of God. You're with Christ Jesus 
And that's where the war happens. That's where we cannot see, but there's a war that goes on in heavenly places. And here's what I want you to understand. There's four instances. Actually, it's five, but I'm going to give you these four here. Chapter 1, it says, heavenly places. God has blessed us with what? Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. What you have to understand, every single blessing is found there. Now, you can call what you have at home a blessing of God. You can call those things that you possess, houses and cars, God has blessed me. But that's not what he's saying here. He says every spiritual. Now, who wants a spiritual blessing? If you just want the tangible things, God has blessed you with these, you can get mixed up in all of those things, and your mind can be about that. Or you can say, my mind needs to be about spiritual blessings. Where are they found? In heavenly places. In Christ. Chapter 1 also says, God's raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at his right hand in where? Heavenly places. So we know his position there. In that fight, in this battle, Christ is given rulership in that place. His seat of power and authority is there. Now, here's the good news. Here's the good news. It says, God raised us up with Jesus and seated us with him in what? Heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Isn't that good news? That means Christ and his authority were seated with him. Where? In heavenly places. What? For what? Battle. Every spiritual blessing is found there. And it says in chapter 3, the manifold wisdom. This is, <laughs> I don't really understand that word. I think it's the English word. What, 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 how do we describe this incredible wisdom of God? It's all-knowing. It's, it's, it's changing. It's, it's all for him. And he can do whatever he wants to, to, to really reveal his wisdom to whoever and he does it in many facets, in many different ways. It says, in the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church. Who's the church? Raise your hand. We're the church. The church of Jesus Christ it says, made known through the church to all rulers and all authorities in heavenly places. All angels in heavenly places. Isn't it wonderful that the angels of God, these magnificent power beings, are looking and he wants to be... Expose to me his wisdom, church. Show me. And they, they are there waiting for you to reveal his wisdom. They themselves see it and are awe of the wisdom of God that's exposed, that's revealed to them in heavenly places. Can you see that? They're there fighting, and there's, oh, there's the wisdom of God done through. There's a, there's a servant of the Lord. And you reveal the wisdom of God. In those heavenly places. That to me, is, it, it just blows my mind. That he chose you. He says, I have seated you. I have raised you from the dead. You say yes to Jesus. I raise you from the dead. I have placed you in this seat with Christ Jesus. The ruler of all things. And you, the church, get to reveal God's wisdom. His wisdom. Us. Behold to the authorities and rulers. Good and bad. You. I, I just, I'm just blown away by that privilege that we have as a church. But what does it take for you to show the wisdom of God? What does it take for you to reveal his glorious wisdom? See, that's it. That's, that's the battle that goes on here. So we know heavenly places. What goes on there? What goes on there? So let's go into 2 Corinthians. I want to reiterate this from last week. I think this is very important. Though it says, for we walk in the flesh, but we do not war according to the flesh. 
For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful to what? For the destruction of fortresses. Last week we talked about this. Where's the fortress right now? Point to it. Where's fortresses go? Right here. This is where it happens. This is where the war begins, right here. It's heavenly places. How you think, how you think right now determines whether you give his wisdom off. How you, and you can say, well, the destruction's of fortresses. It's, that's, that's what we're meant. So where's the fortresses built up? It's in the mind. He, they, 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 this is the light. I'm going to make this sure this is right. Kingdom of darkness. You want to build fortresses in the minds of believers. You've already got the unbelievers. You've already got them. You've got walls up that they cannot see. They cannot see the glory of Christ because it says the God of this age has blinded the minds of those who do not believe. So if you blinded them, they can't even see. They don't even know there's a wall. You've got them. But here is the challenge. You have believers in the light. And what you've got to do is say, hey, we've got to deceive them. We have to lie to them until they themselves give us a foothold that we can come in and start to build fortresses in their mind so they cannot bring out the manifold greatness and beauty of God's wisdom. They'll lie to you. They'll deceive you. They'll do whatever it takes. The demons of hell will come, and they will do whatever it takes that you start to, well, I, I, that might, I, I can't believe, God, is God here? Is he real? Is his word real? And he starts to build up fortresses in your mind. We are to destroy them, to tear them down. Now, what do you think is going to tear down those kinds of fortresses? Now, the duty of the old dark world is this. We are destroying speculations. See, the light knows that they must destroy the speculations, those things that are held up high. Those are the walls they look like. Every lofty thing raised up against what? Against what? There's the war between the two. Speculations, whatever you want to say, and, and those philosophers will come up with many different ways of wisdom. Man's wisdom. And in your mind, you're thinking, what is true? What is true? What does the word say? How do I know what to do here? But the work of the dark age is the what? Build up these fortresses, speculations, high things that overtake your mind. And before you know it, you have doubt that God's word is what it is. Raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive. Every thought. Every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. What do we fight with? The word. Let's go into the armor today. Is your armor on? How do you know your armor's on? It says to put it on, right? How do you know it's on? How do you know it's on? I've been taught all my life, put on your armor. And I looked at those things thinking, I'm going to go to war. Did I put them on? Or did I say I put them on? See, the only clue, the real clue of whether or not you put the armor on is how you speak. Even in prayer, how you go to prayer and how you pray to God is an indication whether the armor is on or off. So you really want to know if a person is wearing their armor, all you've got to do is sit down with them. Well, I can't believe today we had all this going on. The devil's just, he's had havoc in my house. He's just taken over. I can't understand. They have the armor on or off. Do you see? Even the way we speak, we give life and death. You're giving life to the enemy's work. You're helping him build that fortress in your mind. Before you know, I don't know where God is. I don't understand. I don't understand. Understand what? What's this word say? 
And so we have to understand this. If you want to know if the armor is on, take hold every thought captive. Is it in obedience of Christ? Are you speaking what God is saying in his word? Are you believing his word over any other thing that's going on before you? Is there anything, it will always, the devil will always argue his word. He will always come in and say, did he really say this? Are you sure about this? You've got to be sure. You've got to put that on. You've got to destroy those fortresses, those things that try to build themselves up in you. You've got to believe what it is he tells you. I'm going to speak as though I know faith. I'm going, to, I'm going to speak as though I know. Your word says it. I'm going to speak it even though I don't see it. That's when the armor is on. When you have to put the armor on. When's it going to come? When do you, when do you get it? Do you put it on after the attack? Do you put it on once that dart comes through and you forgot to put up the shield? When do you, when do you put it on? Well, I woke up today. Everything's going well. I've got hot water, I've got my stove, I've got my eggs on, I've got everything's going well. When are you going to put it on? When are you going to put it? When you get in the car, you drive it down the road, all someone, someone pulls in front of you, you know, oh, oh, that makes me mad. When are you going to put it on? You should never take it off. It should, it should remain on until the battle's won. And when's the battle won? When you finish the race. But you have to mentally put it on. You have to say, no, 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 there's, there's certain things that I must start my day with. And I'm going to start it with knowing, and every one of those armor come from the Word of God. Every single one. You must start your day so you're ready. Do you want to know whether it's on or not? Just sit and record yourself. How do I speak? How do I speak about those things I know are right? How do I speak about those things that confuse me? Do they have a hold of me? How am I going to speak? Then play it back. Is your armor on? Is your armor on? Let's go into this today. Ephesians 6, 13. Therefore, therefore, take up the whole armor of God, which means every weapon needed. It's there. He gives you six. If you pick them up, you put them on, put them on your mind, you will be successful. There's no way the devil can ever defeat you. You have everything that you need. And you're going into heavenly places. God's, Jesus Christ, seated with him, shine. That you may be able to withstand the evil day. The day. He has got it planned out. Today I'm coming. And I guarantee something. He's not going to sit back and, you know, I'm going to give him a week off. Vacation time. I'm going to give him a little vacation and a little break. They've been complaining. Oh, complaining. That's an opportunity. Let's step it up. How do we speak? How do we look at this? That we will be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand. Who has their armor on today? Who has their armor on today? Let's go into it. It says in verse 14, stand therefore having girded your waist with truth. <laughs> oh, truth, truth. Wow, this is amazing. There is so many scriptures about truth. You could sit, there'll be a list. I don't care. It, it is long. And so I chose two that stood out for me in my study. I, there's two that stood out. And there's an aspect of this truth. I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to plant where I'm at. You can go on whatever you want. You can sit down and make a study of truth and know this is the belt. This is what I gird myself with. And actually it's proven that in those times, Roman, they would gird themselves with the belt. And that belt would hold everything together. So it's important. He starts with almost the most important thing, truth. 
And this is what John 8, 31 says and 32. If you continue in my word, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. And you will know the truth. And what will the truth do? You will know the truth if you are my disciple. If you're not knowing my truth, you are not a disciple of God. He says you are a disciple based on knowing the truth. And that truth that you know will indeed set you free. Now, that's the freedom in the mind, folks. It's not freedom from, you know, things around like oh, freedom of the law, of the road, the law, of the land. No, it is free of this if you know the truth. It says continue in my word. Continue in my word. Do not allow any distraction. If you want to be a disciple of God, that word has got to be in your diet. It has got to be a, I'm sitting down. I need to put on my armor. I need to know what his word's saying because that devil that's going to come today, I will be able to speak against that because why? I'm studying and I'm learning his word. And when that thing comes at me, I know how to come back at it. There is no lie that will get through me. There's no deception that will get through me. I will know it because I know the truth, and the truth will set me free. I will have free, clear and free thinking, and I am ready. Nothing will hold me back. 2 Corinthians 13, 8 says this, for we can do, <laughs> we can do nothing against the truth. Nothing, but only for the truth. So if you want success in your life, what does that mean? What does success mean for you? To be victorious with the truth. And you know, how often do we do that? Well, Lord, I don't know what's... I'm a little confused here today. I don't understand why I got that reaction. I'm going to stand up against that. And you are working for who? Are you working against truth? Are you working against what he's established in his word? Are you, is what you're saying, clear thinking, free to say those things that are of God and of righteousness? Or are you thinking or saying things that contradict what he has already established in his word? Do you know his word? Hmm, to be successful, I can do all things. Let's go on. Ephesians 6, 14. Therefore, it says, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, these are big words. Truth, righteousness, grace, mercy, all these things we use in the church all the time. I mean, you can find scripture after every one of these words that we bring up today. You can have a list of study, believe me. But let's look at righteousness. Righteousness is right doing, right action according to who? You or according to God? What he is saying to do or what we think we should do? Righteousness is only found in him what he says is the right thing. He's the judge. Righteousness only comes from him, and we can be righteous by doing what he's asked us to do according to his good word, according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Righteousness is by faith. It says the breastplate of righteousness. Psalms 119, 172 says this. Let my tongue sing of your word, for all your commandments are what? All your commandments are righteousness. All, your, all the things that you have done, Jesus, all the things you have shown us to do is righteousness. 
Those are righteousness. Your commandments, which you've told me, are righteous. So I must sing those things from my mouth. I must be speaking those things. Singing means you're joyful in it. You're thanksgiving in it. Your heart is thanking him. It's a song from your heart. It's not repeating, oh, what, is, what does your word say today? What did I read? And you're digging it. Well, I don't understand. And you're reading. That's not singing it. Sing it out. Praise him with it. Let your heart rejoice to be thankful in it. Oh, it is so good. The Lord is so good. His word. And it says in Isaiah 32, verse 17, in the work of righteousness will be what? That word. There's that word. Peace. Who needs peace today? Who needs peace in a situation today? The work of righteousness will be, will be peace. And the service of righteousness, quietness and confidence forever. Oh, I love that. Righteousness is peace. Those who are running into chaos, their minds are where? Fortresses brought up. Those th wrong thinking. Why am I thinking like this? That will never happen. His promise says it doesn't happen. Why am I thinking like this? Fortresses build up. And before I know it, I'm not in that place of peace. Everybody knows the scripture, doesn't it? Do not be anxious in all things, but in everything. Prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. What's it say comes? Look what it does. And the peace of God will come and will do what? Two things. It will guard your heart and it will guard your mind in Christ. You see what peace does? It will come and will guard the mind and the heart, the place where you put the word, the place where you think the word. Both of those things are guarded. Can we be without peace? Can we be without peace as believers? What's the problem? How we think. If we do what the word says, he promises peace will come. And he says right here, the work of righteousness, the work of doing what is right in God's eyes, his evaluation, what does God say I need to do? If I do what he asks, peace will align itself, will accompany that, and will come to it. Peace is a gift from him. It's a weapon of warfare coming because you have done what? You're in righteousness. It comes when you pray and you give supplication with thanksgiving. Isn't it wonderful? Peace is a wonderful, wonderful thing from God. And the peace is not absence of chaos. It's not something changing all night. Well, just get him out of my life and I'm fine. Or get this, give me a new job. Put me over here and peace will come. You see, it's not found in those things. Peace can be obtained right where you stand. It comes through this. Let's go on. Let's go into this one here. It says, Ephesians 6, 15. And having shroud your feet with the preparation of what? The gospel of peace. Here it is again, peace. Shroud your feet, to put on. It says to put under your feet, to make sure that the feet are upon it. That means you cannot walk without it. You're going to shroud them together. It's like a shoe, I guess, if you want to put it in that way, to shoe yourself up. But a shroud, it, it says to put, make sure that the bottom sole of your feet is it's in it and it will not walk without it. 
And what's cool about this is it says it's a preparation. It's readiness. It's ready. Okay, I am ready. I'm not, I'm not hesitating. I'm not worried about. I am, I'm ready. And that readiness that the feet become this weapon, that peace of the gospel is found there. And as you walk into a place, what will come with you? You shroud those feet with that. If you're walking into a situation, what are you going to bring with you? Peace. It's a gift. It's a weapon. Successful. I love it. And Colossians 1.23 says, Continue in the faith, firmly established and steadfast, and not move away from the hope of the gospel. Steadfast. Do not move away from it. You know, we as believers can move away from the gospel. That's what it's saying here. That we, we, we could choose to step away. To step out of the shrouded feet and step away from that gospel. We could choose to do that. In the way we think we do that. If we're sitting in a situation, God says, now is the message. Bring that message of hope to somebody right here in this situation. Well, I'm not sure if that's my duty today. You just walked out of your shrouded feet. Peace was associated with that gospel. You could have brought peace into that situation, into that person's life, and you chose either to do it or not do it. You stepped away. Continue in faith, firmly established and steadfast, and do not move. It says, and not moved away from the hope of that gospel. Oh, that's so. The gospel is such good news, isn't it? It's such good news. And then it says in Romans 1, 6, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. The power of salvation. Isn't that a good way of saying it? Who's saved in here? See, that's salvation. It's good to know, God, thank you for saving me. But there's a power there. There's a power to that. Paul describes it as a mystery of the gospel. There's something, if, I, if I'm able to explain and the mystery of the gospel comes to some, there's a power transferred into this person. There's salvation with power. Not only to raise you from the death, the grip of the dark and that enemy. Power to save you, to take you out, to sanctify you from it, and to place you in a place of the rock or light. Isn't it? And the salvation message is so simple. We don't have to know the whole word in, 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 in the story of Nicodemus and, and why Jesus explained to him that it must be born again. You know, you can know the story, but to live it, the gospel says it's upon your feet. If you know his word, you can step in those situations and bring that gospel and bring that testimony. And before you know it, the power of the gospel can set someone free, can take them right out of that dark into the light, just like that, by acceptance of him, Jesus Christ, Lord, Savior. Isn't that, I just believe we need to be, we're in a fight. We, we are facing a fight every single day. And as we stand up, all we got to do is say, okay, let me check my thinking today. Do I have right thinking? Do I, am I thinking upon the right things? How do I know I am? How do I speak? What happens if the heart is full of what? The mouth will what? The heart is full, the mouth speaks from that. So you want to know what's going on in the, mouth, in the, in the heart? Just watch what the mouth says. Let's, let's get right thinking in. Let, let's, start, let's start doing that. Let's, let's get, it's not a practice. You don't, well, let me practice what that should sound like. It's not a practice thing. You stand on his word. Is his word yes or amen? Do you believe it's the authoritative Word of God. Do you believe there's no error found in it? That everything God has established in his word is what we need. 
Is it true? Is it true? Now, if it's true, and it's truth, let's gird ourselves up in it. Let's make sure that we know it. We gird, you can't gird, you can't put a belt on if you don't know what it is. And you can't even have a sword of spirit where we get to. You can't do any of this. You can't fight in those heavenly realms, in those heavenly places. Christ Jesus says, my son, I've saved you. I've sanctified you. I've pulled you out of their darkness. I've seized you with me. Now, what I'm going to do is I want you to pick up these things. And these things mean you're going to do something here. You're going to start doing something here. And when you do, you will step out and you will defeat your foe. You will defeat that enemy. You will defeat that enemy just in their mind right now. Pick those things up in your mind. If you've got to tangibly have them in front of you, then fine. But if you just change this, renew the mind. So that you step right into it. Lord, you've called me. Thank you for saving me. Now, Lord, what did you have for me to do? Well, this is it. You're seated with me. Do that. Take up your, take up your armor. Watch and see what happens. And all these things that go along with truth. All these things that come along with righteousness. And the gospel of peace. All these things I'm giving you. There's three more coming. All these things I'm giving you in Jesus to me, that's the best news. You're equipped. You don't have to be saved more than an hour. You don't have to be saved. You don't have to be saved for any length of time to know how to guard yourself, to gird yourself up, and to put on that breastplate of righteousness. Let's do that today. I got this given to me the other day. Anybody get, get this up from version? Get those things sent to you every single day? It's quite nice. If you have version, if you don't, it's an app. Load it up on your, on your, on your uh, phone or whatever, PC. And uh, it sends you every day something. I kind of like that because when I'm studying things, it comes up and I go, huh? Huh? That's, that's what it, it, it talks to me. It speaks to me. Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, this challenges me big time. It really does. He says, if anyone loves me, if there's anybody out there that says, Jesus, I love you. It says, he will keep my word. That's girding yourself up. That's putting a belt on. That's keeping it. Knowing what it's for. Knowing the importance of it. What is the importance of God's word? I'm going to gird myself with it. I'm going I'm to belt it up. I'm putting it on today. It says, and my father will love him. And he will come to him and make our abode with him. Who wants to hang out with Jesus today? <laughs> Whew. Maybe he's just saying, hey, I'm seated here. I choose to bring you with me and seat you here. I'm going to hang out with you. I love you. I've got something in store for you. It's all found in my word. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your gracious word today. I thank you, Lord. We go to an old story that I've read. I, don't, I can't even imagine how many times I've read that. And I found myself picking things up just thinking, how, Lord, how do I do this? How do I get the sword? And how do I put this helmet and, and breastplate? I, I'm not quite sure how it means. And, Lord, I understand through my study this time, it's all to do with how I think. Before I open my mouth, I'm going to take every thought captive, every single one that comes in. Lord, is he lying to me today? Is that devil lying to me today? Is he deceiving me to think another way? Is he building fortresses in my mind? I'm going to tear those down in Jesus' name. Why? Because I know what your word says. And that promise, I'm going to lie. I'm going to rely on that. I know it to be true. And I'm going to stand and then stand again. I'm going to stand here knowing. And I'm going to gird myself up. I'm going to put that breastplate of righteousness, cover my heart, guard my heart. And Lord, I thank you so much 
that that's the things that you have said for me to do. And to put those things on my feet, shroud my feet with the peace of the gospel, readiness, and I'm going to go. I'm ready, Lord. Use me. Father, I pray for readiness in this place today. May it fall upon us, Lord. May we all be people and women and men of God, never to overlook what we think you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen.